Yeah. 
five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
שלום, שלם, יהיה כיבוש, גלעד, לבנון, ציון, קרביות, מרומים, מרום ים, נושא השם, עיר ישראל, עד ציון, יקצי צפון, קריית מלך רב, סוס כל ארץ, באולה, חפציבה, אבן מעמסה, אפרתה, שדה יער, נוחה, אריאל, הר מועד, יפה, תפולה, קלה, רשת נעורים, רבתי עם, רבתי בגויים, שרתי במדינות, עיר שחוברה לה, בית תפילה, מידה לעדר, תפקידה, ידידות, ירושה, ירושה, עיר לא נעזבה, גילה, עדן, גן השם, הר מרום, השם קדושים, אחרה, מוריה, הר גבוה, עיר היונה, קריה נאמנה, עיר הצדק, גי חיזיון, דלתות העמים, במות, נחלה, הר הקודש, הר אמת, כיבת הלבנה, עיר דוד, עיר הנגב, עם ערום ישראל, ים, תפילת יופי, הר בשן, חדרי. רמה, נווה צדק, עיר הקודש, עיר קדושה, עובד, ירושלים. Still choose a life in the soul 
Christ.
Oh, no. 
B'nai Hey Chala, I'm dedicating that to anybody who grew up in the young Israel of Newark. <laughs> uh, an amazing Shalashuda selection off of Benny Friedman's brand new CD entitled B'nai Hey Chala, a Shabbos with Benny Friedman. That is a great selection, and uh, it was wonderful having Benny Friedman in studio yesterday. It was a new music alert Wednesday here at JM in the AM. If you missed any of our conversation, there is an archive section at jmintheam.org. And it was just a uh, wonderful morning. He is uh, a great interview, wonderful guest with a wonderful sense of humor. He's coming up at the Hess concert, part of the amazing lineup this coming Sunday night. And it was great having him in studio yesterday. We wish him a mazel tov on the brand new Shabbos with Benny Friedman CD, which again is uh, really cool. A lot of great material there. That he should be uh, very proud of. J.M. in the A.M., good morning. It's Thursday on this January 9th, the 8th of Shvat. Greetings to those who we saw last night at the Beit Dorot dinner. What an amazing core of uh, community support Beit Dorot has in this area. Just incredible. Really amazing. And um, I don't know, it was just uh, it was just a great night. It, it just... Uh, came together in such an amazing show of support for Yerushalayim. And they have so much good news to report, Beto wrote, about the neighborhood and the building and the yeshiva and everything that's going up and all the plans that they have. It's uh, it's just incredible. So it was just a good feeling had by all. Yashikach to Seth Schreiber and Shlomo Zwickler and everybody who was working so hard to make the dinner a success. It was really incredible. Uh, and a big gash of cock to everybody who came out. I, a listener commented. We had a gr- lot of great uh, listener comments last night, and I thank everybody who came over. One listener commented how the music that we play very early in the morning, especially the quote-unquote first song of the day after Modani, is such an important indication about how the day will go. And that was, I said, wow, we've got quite a responsibility here at JM and the AM. Got to make sure it's as uh, upbeat and message-filled uh, as upbeat and as message-filled a song as possible to open things up. Let's see how we did today. Before Betty Freeman, you heard Kadshenu, which is arguably my favorite song off the brand-new Achenu album from Yankee Daskal. Effie Green with Mia Dear. You heard Up to Jerusalem with Gershon Varoba. I was in my uh, Beto Rote mood where we had to play songs about Jerusalem. Jerusalem from Ben Sion Lerer. And Chaim David had the distinction of having the first song 
after Modani with Yerushalayim from Chaim David and the Good News Bearers. And Regesh, of course, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Thursday on this January 9th, the 8th of Shvat, 23 degrees. Thank goodness. I never thought that I would use the words thank goodness for 23 degrees. But it is noticeably warmer than what it was the last couple of mornings. 15 is the wind chill. 58% humidity. Winds are west at 6. And it seems as if the uh, wind will not be a factor today. Uh, so that's a good sign. A sunny today with a high 32. Mostly cloudy tonight. Low 26. And tomorrow with some rain and snow showers, we actually hit 40 degrees, thank God. Jerusalem now at 66. Tel Aviv at 64. Haifa at 61. A lot. At 64, we're at 23 with a wind chill of 15 as we say good morning here on a Thursday at JM in the AM. Uh, 21 minutes before 7 o'clock on this uh, Thursday morning. We have a lot going on on our stream today. My gosh, we, I, I am so proud of what our, uh, uh, hosts are doing regarding all the programming that is on through the day at jmnam.org. First of all, Charlie Harari will follow us at 9 o'clock. He's doing a show on stress, so you'll be able to uh, hear that today between 9 and 10 Eastern time on our stream at jmnam.org. Then Miriam Wallach has a uh, an amazing lineup today on That's Life. Rabbi Steve Berg is the uh, Eastern Director for the Simon Wiesenthal Center in the Museum of Tolerance. He'll be on That's Life at 10 o'clock this morning to discuss what seems to be a rash of anti-Semitic gestures and comments from musicians to athletes. And then Edon is calling in from Chicago with an update on his upcoming concert in the Fort Lauderdale area during Yeshiva break. So Edon is going to be on with Miriam today. And two pioneering single moms living in Israel have launched A to Z events. Adina Mark and Zahava Englard will be on from Ranana with their story. So there's a lot of great stuff that is going on today that's just too of the programs. By the way, uh, Daniel Gordon, who's hosting the stunt show today, is going to be doing it live right after our live lunch from Yeshiva University. Daniel Gordon's guest will be Rabbi Josh Joseph, YU's senior vice president and chief of staff to the president of Yeshiva University. They will be taking questions live about Yeshiva University and any other topic you'd like to bring up. And we want to encourage our listeners to take advantage of this opportunity and to uh, to join in. Questions can either be emailed to Daniel directly, daniel at nachumsegel.com. That's daniel at nachumsegel.com. Or you could tweet a question at joshjoseph00. I believe that's double zero, right? Uh, J-O-S-H-J-O-S-E-P-H-0-0. And that's how you can get... Questions on between 1 and 2 today when Daniel Gordon speaks to Rabbi Josh Joseph. That's going to be live from the Yeshiva University campus. So there's a lot going on today. Even with all that, I haven't even touched on some of the other things that are going to be happening in our schedule. So we'll try to get through everything at the different points. Don't forget to keep up to date today with our Facebook update page, Jewish Radio World with Nachum Siegel on Twitter at Nachum Siegel Net. And we'll try to update as much as possible on everything that's happening on our stream at jmdm.org. It's brand new eighth day.
for all the years we've given. For these ups and downs we call living. Thank you for the good times and the better times. Thank you for the rainy days and sunshine. Thank you for the journey that we're journeying. For all the lessons we are learning. Thank you for the good times and the better times. So to you I raise this cup of mine. That we're wearing. Thank you for good times and the better times. So to you I raise this cup of mine. This cup of mine.
Yamlitz, do, yamlitz, do, loy, 
JM in the AM, Chabad with Moshe Lau for volume number two with the Nigun Simcha here on a JM in the AM Thursday morning. By the way, tomorrow morning around this time, Dr. Chaim Sukenik of the Jerusalem College of Technology, he's president of the uh, college, is going to be visiting us in studio here at JM in the AM. Now, I know him since I'm a little kid. And I'll explain why and how uh, tomorrow morning here at JMN. But he will be stopping by in the 7 o'clock hour. We will discuss uh, JCT, the Jerusalem College of Technology. In fact, we are expected to make up our snow-canceled visit there, uh, our snow-postponed visit there, uh, hopefully in the month of May, uh, when we're next in Israel. Uh, he'll join us tomorrow morning in studio. He's now traveling in the United States, Dr. Chaim Sukenik. Expected tomorrow here at JM in the AM. Also want to remind everybody we have an incredible day on the stream at jmtheam.org with a whole bunch of uh, really amazing programs today. And among them, Daniel Gordon during the stunt show at 1 o'clock right after the live lunch is going to be interviewing Rabbi Josh Joseph, Chief of Staff to the President of Yeshiva University. Uh, and... Uh, uh, Yeshiva University's senior vice president. And uh, that's going to be done live. It'll be live between 1 and 2 o'clock. We are encouraging those of you who have questions for the Yeshiva University senior vice president to email them, daniel at nachumsegel.com, daniel at nachumsegel, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L.com. And uh, Daniel will include those questions during his conversation later today. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Want to acknowledge the uh, communities of uh, Highland Park and the Bergen County, both of whom came out strong for the uh, Schreibers and Liebermans last night as a uh, an amazing show of support for Beto Rote. Uh, was happening at the Crown Plaza in New York City. Big Yashikoch to everybody who came out to participate. It was really an amazing evening and a, uh, another great update from Shlomo Zwickler and Seth Schreiber about the activities that are going on in Beit Road and all the building that continues to go on. Simply remarkable. Uh, before Moshe Laufer, you heard Sally Gold from the Ahava uh, Rabba CD. Ari Goldwag had Rock Who from Amechad. Eighth day with Thank You. From the brand new Hula album that everyone seems to be talking about. Don't forget that a lot of these songs are now dominating the countdown during the top nine at nine on Tuesday night. If you haven't yet voted for next week's nine at nine, you have time to do so. But hey, you don't want to wait till the last minute. Go to the link at the top of AlchemSiegel.com that says nine at nine and make sure to vote for your favorite. It'll be included in the nine at nine. Uh, next week. Did we do the ID? I believe we did, right? WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. I think we did that already. <laughs> News from Israel is coming up. Boy, do I hope we did. Uh, News from Israel is coming up <laughs> here at JM in the AM. And a reminder that Charlie Harari follows us at 9 o'clock. He'll be talking about stress today on Book of Life. Make sure to be tuned in to org right after JM and AM for all of our incredible Thursday stream programming. Galei Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next at JM and AM. Galei Tzal, Shah Stein, Kan Shibel Karmi Mansour, in Mashekore Akshav.
בלעדי הרבנות הראשית נגד גיוס בנות דתיות לצה"ל. כתבנו יאיר שרקי. נוכח העלייה במספר הבנות הדתיות המתגייסות לצה"ל, מועצת הרבנות בהנהגת הרבנים הראשיים דוד לאו ויצחק יוסף, החליטה כי היא אוסרת גיוס לצה"ל בכל צורה שהיא, וממשיכה בכך את מסורת הרבנים הראשיים הקודמים לשון ההחלטה. רב העיר צפת הרב שמואל אליהו אמר בדיון כי גיוס הבנות הוא פעולה מתוכננת היטב שהיא חלק ממחיקת זהותה של ישראל כמדינה יהודית. הרב יהודה דרעי, רב העיר באר שבע, הוסיף, זה ייהרג ואל יעבור. אסיר פלילי ניסה בצהריים לקפוץ מעל חומות כלא מעשיהו ולברוח. כתבתנו הדס שטייף מוסרת שסוהרים של שב"ס השתלטו עליו והחזירו אותו לתא. תגובות לחשיפת גלי צה"ל הבוקר לפי המשרד הבריאות חושד שרופא בכיר בבית החולים איכילוב מכר תרופה יקרה לתיירת מרפא למרות שהיא נתרמה במקור ללא עלות לחולה ישראלי. כתבתנו עמית תומר שחשפה את הסיפור הבוקר שוחחה עם יושב ראש ועדת העבודה, הרווחה והבריאות של הכנסת חיים כץ. צר לי שמתגלים עוד רופאים שכשלו. צריך לקבוע את הכללים, לעשות סדר. בקו הזה של תיירות המרפא, אני מקווה שאכן זה יבוא לצורה, בצורה מסודרת, ואם לא, אנחנו נעשה את זה בחקיקה. אנחנו נמנע את התופעות האלה שימצא עוד רופא ועוד רופא, צריך לעשות לזה סוף. צה"ל תקף בצהריים שוב בעזה, כתבנו טל אברהם. בתגובה לירי הפצמ"רים תקף חיל האוויר לפני זמן קצר מוקד טרור בדרום הרצועה. זאת לאחר שבבוקר פגע חיל האוויר במספר מחבלים שעמדו לראות פצצות מרגמה לעבר ישראל. יושב ראש ההתאחדות לכדורגל, אבי לוזון, אומר, טעיתי כשמיניתי את ועדת האיתור לבחירת מאמן הנבחרת. בריאיון מיוחד לתוכניתנו עושים ספורט עם אלי ישראלי ואפי טריגר, הוסיף לוזון כי עדיין לא החליט אם להתמודד לקדנציה נוספת כיושב ראש ההתאחדות, וציין שלא התחייב בפני שרת הספורט לבנת כי לא יעשה זאת. אני לא חתמתי לשרה לימור לבנת שום דבר, אני גם לא חתמתי לאף אחד במדינת ישראל שום דבר, אבל נגיד שהייתי חותם לשרה על מכתב, מה זה ערבות בנקאית? חתמתי לה שתרדי מהצבא ואני כן רוצה לרוץ, מישהו יכול לחייב אותי שלא? מזג האוויר בחרמון, ירד הבוקר שלג קל, משעות אחר הצהריים ייתכן גשם מקומי בדרום. ולסיום, האם שני חברי הביטלס שנותרו בחיים בדרך לאיחוד היסטורי? כתבתנו נעמה ארטשיק. צוות התוכנית של דיוויד לטרמן מנסה בימים האחרונים לשכנע את רינגו סטאר ופול מקארטני להתאחד על בימת התוכנית ולהופיע. לפי הדיווחים בתקשורת האמריקנית, רשת CBS מקווה לקיים את מופע האיחוד ב-7 בפברואר. כרגע אף אחד מהביטלס לא נענה לבקשה. הפעם האחרונה שהשניים הופיעו יחד הייתה ב-2009 באירוע צדקה. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
Not that I should be uh not that I should be saying this, but I think I'd vote for that song for the top nine at nine. Yeah, that's a good tune. <laughs> Lipa, Kafal Kaf here at JM and the Am shall shell us before that. Uh Yitzhak Rosenthal will be in our studio with Shall Shellis before the end of this month as we'll officially debut that CD that has made quite an impact out there. It's called Connections here at JM and the AM. News from Israel before that at the top of the hour. We do that on weekdays starting at the 7 a.m. in Hebrew, believe it or not. And speaking of Israel and Hebrew and all that, guess what? Two Bishvat special a week from today. Could you imagine two Bishvat special a week from today? It will be two Bishvat. If you know any dentists out there, 
who would like to donate some buxer, some carob to the cause. Because Mayor Weingarten always jokes that they're the only ones who benefit from the eating of the buxer. <laughs> uh, send it over. If you'd like to, if you'd like to donate some buxer to the Tubishvat special, send it over, folks. We'd very much appreciate it. Well, there's all, there's a whole bunch of great material on our stream today at jmnam.org. We'll speak to Charlie Harari coming up. We'll speak to Miriam Al-Wallach. She has an amazing lineup between 10 and 11 this morning. Daniel Gordon, we mentioned, is going to be interviewing her by Josh Joseph. You can actually email questions because that's going to be done live today between 1 and 2 o'clock. You can actually email questions, daniel at nahumsegel.com. And Mark Zamek came up with an amazing concept a few weeks back, which we uh, have incorporated. Usually when Mark has an idea and we incorporate it, we end up being better for it. And certainly our schedule and our listeners have been enhanced because of something called Throwback Thursday. Throwback Thursday is something that starts at 2 o'clock Eastern time every single Thursday and uh, basically digs deep into the JM and the AM archives for amazing programming. Mark Zamek, welcome back to JM and the AM. Good morning, Nahum. Great seeing you at the Beta Road dinner. It was great seeing you, too. And by the way, Daniel Gordon doing a live stunt show. That's a stunt. That is a stud, and it's from the YU campus, and it'll be a conversation with her by Josh Joseph, and it should be very interesting. I'm sure that Daniel's going to ask him the hard-hitting questions, so that'll be very interesting. Because so, that's what I would do, ask my boss hard-hitting questions on the air in public. Well, of course. <laughs> is it, isn't that the style that we encourage? <laughs> well, I, I guess as long as he prefaces the question by... This is not a question for me, but a listener wants to know the following. There are a lot of people out there with a great curiosity about the following. Anyway, so Throwback Thursday is amazing because at 2 o'clock Eastern time every Thursday, you actually dig deep into the JMNAM archives to bring everybody a program from many years ago. How does this system work? How does Mark Zomick go about choosing what's going to be on Throwback Thursday at 2 o'clock? That's a, that's a good question. I think that uh, you say we dig deep. I don't think we're yet digging deep. We're still just scratching the surface. I really hope to dig deep over time. But we, um, we try to pick a show that's, um, I would say, at least 10, 11, 12 years old um, that is, I don't know, stands out, special, interesting, and really plays whole Jamie and the AM from back then all the way through, and uh, we thought it would be an interesting idea to, you know, A, because there are some great shows that you've done over the past 30 years and that warrant a re-listen, but also just to give people a sense of um, how different Jamie the AM was even as recently as 10 years ago. All right, and uh, we've already, the, the first Throwback Thursdays have been concentrating on some live music shows that were done years back. Correct. And, um, I mean, I remember, uh, and I... Really doesn't seem like it was that long ago, where we just had the idea to bring bands into the studio and you know upstairs into the fourth floor studio and actually do a performance. I mean that was the beginning of the live albums that we produced. That right. was the beginning of uh, you know so much of what came later. And you know now it's a you know it's a huge thing. You're publicizing you know live music alone right. on Facebook and Twitter. But this was the first time you'd ever done anything like that. Yeah, that was really the beginning of what has become such an important part of this show, the listeners really love the live music days and uh, when artists come. And now we do it in a much simpler fashion. It was much more elaborate then, but now obviously there's so many who come in in unplugged versions or just with a couple of instruments in our main studio and put together some great live music. Well, all this begs the question, what will we be hearing at 2 o'clock today? 
Um, I believe it's another live music performance. All right. Oh, um, yes, yeah, so it's another live music performance, and um, we're playing, I think, the Nafsenu Orchestra today. And that's from about 10 years ago. Um, that's from 11 years ago, yes. And are you throwbacking to Bishvat next week? Yeah, I figured, well, I, I, I thought it would be really cool to hear, you know, the two Bishvat special that you and Mayer did, you know, 13 years ago versus the one that you're going to do next week. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> now I'm getting worried. <laughs> if they, if they well, I was going to say, it puts a lot of pressure on Mayer, but, you know, we can handle it. Yeah, I mean, that's the question. How similar will they sound? But you, you should, everyone should know something, and that is that Mayor Weingarten keeps a folder year to year, and any material that he doesn't cover, we get to hopefully the next year. So I have a feeling no matter what, there'll be fresh material next Thursday morning. So it's interesting. Next Thursday, 6 to 9, 2 Bishvat special, and then 2 to 4.30, uh, two Bishvat special, and and people shouldn't worry because it's it's only a two and a half hour presentation of Throwback Thursday, uh, but it's edited by Avrami in a way that uh, nobody's missing anything important, right? Right. I mean, we're basically going to cut out sort of the first half hour of the show, uh, which would you know is pretty is usually straight kind of regular music, but you know the first hour of the show is, um, and we're also the other sort of criteria for picking is we're going to try to pick a show. That sort of, like you say about the Tuba Schwartz special, that fits into the time of the year that it was recorded. Right. You're likely not going to hear, you know, a July 4th show while it's four degrees outside. Right. That's the, keeping everything in context, as they say. Right. And, 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 when we're, and when we can, maybe even just have the same date from that far. So you're almost listening to a show and you're telling everybody that it's, you know, January 23rd, and actually is January 23rd. Right, which so. is one of the reasons that we ended up with the series that's being presented now, because it's so close in terms of the calendar. Right, it was in January, I think, of 2003. Right. All right, there you have it. Throwback Thursday, another great addition to our schedule. It happens 2 p.m. every Thursday here at jmnam.org. Uh, you'll be hearing today the Nafshenu Orchestra doing live music for us many years ago. And next week in the afternoon, a uh, another Tubishvat special from years back after the one that we're going to be presenting brand new on Thursday morning. Mark Zamek, I thank you as usual for your amazing job as music director of our stream. It is my pleasure. JM in the AM at 21 minutes after 7 o'clock. Brand new from the Chevra.
JM and the AM. The Lee Yerushalayim. I'm just reading about the, um, the tweets that Jeff Jacoby, the columnist from up in, uh, the Brookline area, columnist at the Boston Globe has been tweeting. Jeff Jacoby tweeted thanks and scripture on Thursday morning as the Boston Globe columnist continued to lead an outpouring of concern about his missing teenage son, Caleb Jacoby. Never have the words prayers and praying so dominated my email inbox, Jacoby said in a tweet at about 2 a.m. Thursday. The outpouring of concern for Caleb has been incredibly heartening. Caleb Jacoby hasn't been seen or heard from since midday Monday. The worried dad also revealed that Caleb Caleb Jacoby's younger brother, Mika, has been reciting Psalm 121, which in part reads, The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. Jeff Jacoby tweeted, Our 10-year-old Mika has been reciting Psalm 121 each morning and night since his big brother Caleb went missing. At the Maimonides School in Brookline, students and faculty mobilized to locate one of their own. At the school's computer lab, kids were working social media, spreading Caleb's photo around the Internet. The lunchroom has turned into a gathering spot for search volunteers, serving up trays of food and urns of coffee. About 200 volunteers are participating in the search, which has extended into Boston. Head of school, Nati Katz, said in a statement, the school will continue to engage all of its resources to aid Caleb's parents and the Brookline police. Our entire school community is praying for his safe return, and we are deeply appreciative of the outpouring of support. Wow, just unbelievable what the uh, Jacoby family is going through, and of course our thoughts and prayers are with them, and I remind everybody... Uh, especially as we uh especially as we are about to um hear words of Torah from Rabbi, Rabbi Goldwasser we will dedicate um Rabbi Goldwasser's words to Kalev Avraham ben Elisheva Rus Kalev Avraham ben Elisheva Rus that is Caleb Jacoby, for whose uh, safety we continue to pray, and let's hope he turns up safe and sound very, very soon. Kalev Avraham ben Elisheva Rus. 7.30 in the morning on a Thursday, Rabbi Goldwasser's words, Echanishmas Zev ben Rabbi Yosef Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Miriam was quarantined outside the camp for seven days. The people didn't travel until Miriam was brought in. Rashi cites the Gemara that Hashem accorded Miriam this honor because of the hour that Miriam waited for Moshe Rabbeinu when he was thrown into the river. Tosus notes that it wasn't specifically one hour. It could be a third or a quarter of an hour. Because of the 20 minutes that she watched over her younger brother, Miriam was Zoche, that the entire nation waited until Miriam was ready. Every little mitzvah that a person fulfills gets a huge amount of schar. A few years ago, a religious Jew arrived in town 
to assume a position in a shul. One day, he had to travel into the city, and he took the bus. When he paid the fare, he received change. But when he took his seat, he realized that the bus driver had overpaid his change by a quarter. When he considered going back up front, his companion said to him, You're going to go back for a quarter? What does he care about the quarter? No one will know it's missing. He also noted that the driver was not a person that was of B'nai Yisrael. He remained in his seat until he arrived at his destination. As he left the bus, he gave the quarter to the driver. He said to him, you gave me too much change. The driver said, aren't you the new rabbi in town? The Jew replied, yes. The driver continued, for a long time I've been considering where to go to pray, the Orthodox or the other congregation. I developed my own test, and I decided to see what would happen if I gave you a little extra. You can be sure that you're going to see me in your shul on this Shabbos. As he went off the steps, the rabbi felt himself shaking. He went over to lean on a lamppost for a few moments until he could regain his steadiness. He said to himself, Ribbono Shalom, I almost sold a yid for a quarter of a dollar. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
J.M. in the A.M. That's David Gabe. Before that, you heard Yossi Green with La Yehudim. 18 minutes before 8 o'clock. Good morning. J.M. in the A.M. on a Thursday. And the 9th of January, the 8th of Shvat. Good morning, all. Sunshine with a high temperature of 32. Not bad, huh? 32. Whoever thought we'd be happy with 32 degrees. Cloudy tonight, low 26. Tomorrow, rain and snow showers. With a high temperature of 40 degrees. Uh, Yerushalayim is at 66. We're at 23. Here on a JM and the AM Thursday morning broadcast. Tomorrow, Dr. Chaim Sukenik, who is the president of the Jerusalem College of Technology, and whom I know since uh, I'm a little kid, and I'll explain all that tomorrow, he is going to be in our studio in the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, JCT is... Um, the Jerusalem College of Technology. We actually were supposed to we were supposed to be there on the Thursday of the big storm in Yerushalayim. Many of you may recall that, um, but that didn't work out. He'll be with us tomorrow, Dr. Chaim Sukenik, traveling in the United States, and uh, we converse in the seven o'clock hour tomorrow morning, Friday at JM and AM. Also, don't forget tomorrow, Malcolm Holmline will join us. There is a. Um, There is a custom on Fridays here at JM&AM that we have the weekly update, and the weekly update will air tomorrow starting at 7.40 in the morning as we review the events of this week. Yet another interesting week, wouldn't you say? I would say so. And I believe both Malcolm and Rabbi Yudin are going to be live from Israel tomorrow. I believe they're both live from Israel tomorrow. How do you like that? So I'll have that for you at JM&AM. I believe Miriam L. Wallach is with us live via telephone. Are you there? Good morning, boss. Miriam Al Wallach is general manager of the Nahum Siegel Network, but even more notably is host of That's Life, which happens at 10 o'clock Eastern Time every Thursday on our stream at jmnam.org following Charlie Harari. And she has put together quite a lot. It happens every week that she, <coughs> excuse me, that she has a great lineup. Uh, but this week, as so many of our hosts have done, uh, there's an exceptional lineup that I wanted to discuss. 10 o'clock this morning, you're pulling out all the stops. First of all, Rabbi Steven Berg is going to be joining you. Yes, Rabbi Steven Berg is going to be on the air. You know, he's a wonderful friend of our network. He's a returning guest at uh, That's Life. We're going to talk about everything from Dennis Rodman to soccer players to basketball players and everything in between. There seems to be a rash of anti-Semitism, a global rash of anti-Semitism that is coming up both in private sector and public sector, and as Eastern Director of the Simon Wiesenthal Center and the Museum of Tolerance in Manhattan, it is part of his purview to make sure that these incidents come to light and that people are brought to justice. Yeah, you, ca- you call it... A recent, yeah. um, there, there, I think he tweeted it out only this morning, that an eight, 88-year-old man is now being tried, or I said, or I should say arrested, for crimes committed during the Holocaust. Um, I think it took place in France. And so the the struggle 
the Jewish struggle is not over, and it is very important to hear his message. Well, uh, you call it, in terms of the first part of the conversation, you call it a rash of anti-Semitic gestures and comments from musicians to athletes. So there's a lot of people involved in pop culture today who are making their feelings uh, very well known. So you'll discuss all that with him starting at 10. Is he your first guest this morning? He is my first guest, and it's going to be an interesting transition to my second guest. But uh, I'm looking forward to welcoming, welcoming Edon back on the program. I haven't spoken to him since uh, we sat together at the Celebrate Israel Parade. Oh, my gosh, that's a as, long... As I'm sure you can remember, was a spectacle for teenage girls <laughs> walking up this avenue. Yeah, that was, that was quite an interesting encounter. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. I remember, when he, I remember when he kicked off his summer concert series at Camp Missouri this past summer. You know, I was trying to figure out how you were going to weave that into the conversation, but kudos. So, Edad is your guest from Chicago. Why is he a timely guest in the month of January? Well, first off, he has a concert coming up in Fort Lauderdale during Yeshiva Week break, or week and a half break, as the case may be. So, he will be in the Fort Lauderdale area um, next weekend. I think it's, uh, i got to check the date. I don't remember it offhand. But also, speaking of Camp Morasha, he's also one of the musical performances, musical guests, at the big concert coming up in February. And I like how you pronounce that, Camp Morasha. Very nice. My old stomping grounds from years ago. So he's part, yeah. of, he's part of that big February lineup coming up next month, their big 50th anniversary celebration. Yeah, he's got a full dance card he's on. Plus, um, in Chicago, they had a couple of days off this week, so I'm looking forward to hearing what he did during the cold. Oh, that's right. Find out how he's handling the uh, the cold weather. And who are these two ladies who are going to be checking in from the Holy Land today with you? They are women who have a very, very interesting story. Two single mothers, um, two olots, I guess is the right word, olim, I'm not sure. But either way, they made Aliyah, they st- they, and out of their experiences and out of their commitment to bettering their lives in Israel and really making a place for themselves, they launched A to Z event. They contacted us last week, and I'm looking forward to hearing their story. Uh, listen, everybody is very into what's going on all day long on our stream. We have really uh, uh, maintained some amazing, great programming, and you obviously get a tremendous amount of credit for that. Miriam L. Wallach doesn't just oversee what we call the Nahum Siegel Network, but she also hosts a show called That's Life at 10 o'clock Eastern Time, right after Charlie Harari. And as you heard today, her show is filled with amazing guests and a lot of great conversation. Uh, good luck. By the way, boss, I just want to note, um, I'm sure that it's already been discussed, and you'll mention it again, that the Beto Road dinner last night was really quite lovely. Kudos to Shlomo's Wiggler, to Joey Bodner, to Marty Bodner, to... Everyone who was involved in a chapter, A.J. Schreiber, everyone, Seth Schreiber, of course, everyone who was involved. It was really quite a lovely evening, and um, I, I couldn't have been prouder to be part of that last it, night. It is an, uh, we did discuss it earlier, and it's a core group of people that continues to expand, thank God, and it's just the dedication and the love for Jerusalem in that room is, is always just in, incredible, and I'm glad you pointed that out and glad you enjoyed. Good luck today with the amazing lineup. Thank you, sir. Miriam L. Wallach, she'll be on between 10 and 11 with that great lineup of hers, and she'll be overseeing a phenomenal Thursday. Our Thursday lineup from the beginning of this effort at jmtheam.org has always been amazing. Now it is as incredible as ever. So check it out, folks, and stay with the stream all day long at jmtheam.org. Here's Yeedle.
J.M. in the A.M. Avramo off of last year's Hask album. Hask is this Sunday night. Can you believe it? We'll try to check in with Ding later and see what's happening regarding last-minute uh, concert information here on a J.M. in the A.M. Thursday morning. Hey, you know, it's Shabbos Shira this week. You know, it's Parsha's B'Shalach this week, Shabbos Shira. And that's right, next week, a week from now, it's going to be Tu B'Shvat. And, uh, and this week is uh, Shabbos Shira. You know this song, folks? Does this song sound familiar, everybody? You see, we don't want to be here. There's so much that we can take. Our people have been mistreated. And that was a big mistake. The world that you see around you, soon it will be no more. So now I have come to warn you, we want to go out the door, into the sea. Into the That's right. As we get closer and closer to Shabashira, Parsha's Bishalach, we welcome the king of Schlock himself, Lenny Solomon, with us live via telephone. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Good, Good morning, Nachum. It's great to be here. Good morning, King. How are you? <laughs> Baruch Hashem. Uh, he is the king, all right. Uh, nice to all. By the way, rumor has it you're celebrating a birthday, so happy birthday to you. Today it is. Today is the English. 38 years old, I'm told, on this January 9th. That's what I was told, at least. 38 plus 15, but other than that, we're good. <laughs> uh, King, how is it that you see, you're like me. I schedule a trip to Israel, two feet of snow fall in Jerusalem. You schedule a trip to the Midwest, and you have minus 30-degree weather to contend with. I know, but, you know, I did it on purpose, actually, because everybody says you can't go to the Midwest in the winter. Yeah. And I said, oh, yes, you can. <laughs> if Hashem wants us to give a show, we're giving a show. So the truth of the matter is, we've had no delays, absolutely no delays. You did, now, Min- you did Minnesota and Wisconsin, and, and then no problems? No problems at all. Wow. Uh, we played Omaha, Nebraska, yeah. Sioux Falls, South Dakota, the, the 43rd Schlockrock State. Heard there was a massive crowd there. Well, there were 42 people who bought tickets. Nice. And around 30 of them showed up at, in minus 43 windshield. Wow. Now, then we went to Minneapolis, where I didn't have a show, but I had some business meetings. Then we played lacrosse, Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> and there were around 70 people at the lacrosse, Wisconsin show. So, and then yesterday, we played Milwaukee. Um, now I'm in Chicago, and uh, we're going to St. Louis for Shabbos and Denver on Sunday. And we're doing a show in Denver, and then we're going to catch the, the Denver Broncos football game. You're going to the game? No, it's freezing. I can't come sit outside. <laughs> I don't blame you. Believe me, I don't blame you at all. Lenny Solomon, the king of schlock, with us live via telephone. Is there a show in Chicago, or are you just there for the day? Um, well, I'm here for the day. I've got a couple of meetings uh, for Daniel and Babylon. So we're, you know, I take care. I'm trying to do both, schlock rock and Daniel and Babylon at the same time. You know, Lenny's trying to bring Daniel and Babylon to Broadway. I, I hope you're making progress. There are a lot of people out there rooting for you in this audience. Yes, we are making progress. It is a, an amazing journey. Um, you know, obviously, it's 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 a, it's a hard thing to do. I didn't realize exactly how hard it was, but 
But we are making progress, and I'm really hoping that we can have some good news in the next couple of months, and I'll be able to tell you guys something, uh, you know, um, that we're opening this summer or, th- or this fall, but I'm, we're, we're getting there. Oh, we can't wait for that. The King of Schlock is with us as we're wishing him a happy birthday. So this whole thing ends in Denver on Sunday. That'll be your last show for this trip? Correct. And then I fly back to New York on Monday and Tuesday night back to Israel. And um, you'll be too bishvat in the Holy Land. I will be too bishvat in the Holy Land. And um, the next tour to America, I believe, is the Purim tour. When does that start on the secular calendar? I believe March 7th or March 6th. And there are dates. If anybody wants a Schlock Rock show, there are dates. Um, we Purim night is booked. Purim day is booked. And Shushan Purim is booked. Oh, if you're, if you're in New York starting on the 6th or 7th, stop by here. That's the end of our big fundraiser. Stop. Oh, we have to. Yeah, we have to. Our final, the big finale day is the 7th of March. It'll be great to have you here. Really? Okay, so let's see. Uh, let's see how the schedule works out. But if I'm there, I'm there. How do people? Bu- how do people book you for the uh, for the Purim tour? All they got to do is send me an email, Lenny at schlockrock.com. And Purim or, day, uh, that Sunday is taken, and that Monday is taken already. Yeah, so Saturday night right now looks like it's taken, but it, it's possibly open Purim night. If you want something after Megillah, after Megillah, that's possible. And, but certainly the week before Purim and the week after Purim are open, and. Um, and uh, what else? Um, and then the week after that as well. Because we usually tour until there are two weeks before Pesach. Right. And then it's time to clean. <laughs> it's time to get the house ready, huh? Right. <laughs> America's one and only. By the way, Lenny has a million songs about getting the house ready for Pesach. <laughs> America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard a listener's sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmnam.org. you have any clue what the temperature is right now in Chicago where you are? Well, I, um, it's definitely under 10. Oh, I can gosh. tell you that. See, at least here we've hit the mid-20s. Boy, oh boy, have, is it cold. We have not hit double figures uh, this entire tour. Unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. You know, I woke up and went to shul in Minneapolis, minus 20. <sighs> minus 20. I mean, that... You know, we, we took a picture of the screen. It was so weird to see. Unbelievable. You know, I, I joke about lack of shovels in Jerusalem. I hope you don't have a lack of winter coats coming from Beit Shemesh. I hope you actually brought a good coat with you. Well, I always leave my winter coat at my mom's. So, yeah, we, we have, we're taken care of. Mom wouldn't let you leave the house without it, so you're fine. <laughs> All right, Lenny, good luck. Good luck with the rest of this tour. Good luck. Keep us up to date on Daniel. Happy birthday to you. And, of course, if anybody wants you uh, for the Purim tour, they can email you today and uh, and start that proceeding, right? You bet. You bet. And enjoy Shabbos Shira. We're commemorating it this morning with one of your classics. I love it. I love it. J.M. and the A.M. with the King of Schlock, Lenny Solomon. Go through the sand and into the land of milk and honey. In Egypt they work us night and day So in their land we cannot stay We're letting you know our people must go now into the sea <laughs> Joseph came on down to Egypt That is because he was sold He saved all Egyptian people Because of dreams he foretold But now you forgot our people Who saved you from famine's fate Guess you just did not remember Into the sea, into the sea. 
though you may beat us, you cannot defeat us. Take it from me. Our songs you threw into a brook. Once past the sea, we off the hook. You take the sorrows, we'll do the horrors into the sea. Into the sea. Life will be sweet here, we will be free here from slavery. Say no to pyramids today. Let's go to the desert and let's pray. We'll break your spirit, you got to fear it. Into the sea. The blood will be red, the fish will be dead, the frogs will be hopping all over your bed. The lice and then beasts of pestilent feet. Let our people go. Boils hurt your skin, the hail won't be thin. The locusts eat crops, the darkness is in. Your firstborn will die and Pharaoh you'll cry. Let our people go! Is he a genius or what? The amazing king of schlock, Lenny Solomon and schlock rock. Thursday morning at six minutes after eight o'clock. Amazing programming on our stream all day long at jmnam.org. Charlie Harari with Book of Life takes a very close look at stress this morning between nine and ten. Check that out on our stream after jmnam. Miriam L. Wallach with that incredible lineup, including our by Steve Berg and Edan. We're going to be part of her show between 10 and 11. I'll do a live lunch until 1. At 1 o'clock, Daniel Gordon interviews Rabbi Josh Joseph, his boss, the chief of staff to Yeshiva University's president, Richard Joel, and senior vice president at Yeshiva University. If you have a question you'd like to ask Josh Joseph, you can do so via email, uh, daniel at nachomsegel.com. Daniel at nachomsegel.com. That show will be done live from the YU campus at 1 p.m. Eastern time today. Daniel at NahumSiegel.com is the address you want to use uh, for that. We talked about Throwback Thursday. That's going to be happening at 2 o'clock. Then a replay of a great interview Yigal Siegel did on Homeward Bound. That will be at 4.30 today. And um, uh, I, I have an opportunity again to air my conversation with Herbie Harris, the editor of the Radical Responsibility book. You'll hear that at 5 o'clock, courtesy of our friends at Corin Publishers. And then at 6 p.m., Spin Class with Michael Fragan. And Spin Class with Michael Fragan, which was a brilliant show last week. A brilliant show last week. Today is going to be concentrating on the following news stories. Governor Cuomo's State of the State Address, the election of Melissa Mark Viver- Viverito as Speaker of the City Council, and the latest on the Governor of New Jersey and Bridgegate. Is it possible, I was watching the report last night, is it possible the governor of New Jersey was involved in this scandal? Is it possible? I really wonder. I really wonder. Anyway, Michael Fragan will have something to say about it, no doubt, 
later tonight. Make sure to be paying careful attention and be tuned into Spin Class at 6 p.m. tonight on our stream at jmandtheam.org. Yaakov Shweki is brand new at JM in the AM.
Brand new Yaakov Shweki here at JM in the AM. And I know Yossi Zweig yesterday conducted a great interview with Yaakov Shweki, part of the Live Lunch Wednesday, the Z-Report Live Lunch. Well, I mentioned that, I just mentioned moments ago how uh, the show that uh, Michael Fragan did uh, last week I thought was superb. In fact, I literally tweeted out the entire show on Friday. I thought it was worthwhile for everyone to see what the experts that were uh, in his roundtable, so to speak, had to say about 2013 in the world of politics. Uh, Michael has another great show scheduled for today at 6 p.m. on our stream at jmtheam.org. I, I like to call him our jmtheam political analyst. Michael Fragan, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Is it possible? You know, here, here's where I wonder if things are a drop unfair in the media. Because last night, every news station is destroying the governor of New Jersey for what you call Bridgegate, right? Well, but, every every scandal in the U.S. has a gate at the end. Right, so. understood. And saying George Washington Bridgegate is just too long. <laughs> right, understood. But what's interesting is that officially they don't have anything on him. In other words, there's no email from him or any eyewitness or earwitness account from him that he gave a directive. So is the media being a drop unfair to him or not? Well, first let me say that I consider you uh, and I a part of the media, so I can't imagine that <laughs> either of us could ever be unfair. Okay. But but in, to answer your question specifically, uh, you, yes, there's no smoking gun that says that Chris Christie ordered anything, that Chris Christie himself did anything. However, the people who at this point have now been found out to have done what I believe to be a colossally stupid thing. Uh, just oh, the, that's for sure. A, a, a colossally stupid. Right. It clear, it's clear that it, these were all people close to him. These were political appointees. These were people, these are people who are not professional Port Authority, you know, traffic engineers, they, and this came from within his office, despite denials for months that anything, anything inappropriate was going on. Additionally, if you think about it, which is what I, something I find most surprising about this entire episode of yesterday in particular, is that Chris Christie gets up there, even in, this, even in defending the the bridge closure, right. even in, I'm sorry, the lack of the smoking gun, as you would right, say. Right, right. He says, well, this is the first time that I'm hearing about it. I never knew there was such an email. Well, really? These emails were, were found out under subpoena, meaning that somebody from his office sent the emails that came from Bridget, uh, his deputy chief of staff, and somebody sent them over to the state assembly under subpoena, and they didn't tell him that it was there. To me, I, I, that's that's even more shocking. If somebody was, if I'm working with me, I mean, you keep, you have to keep your principal, meaning right. the person that you work for, informed of everything that goes on. Right. Even, sometimes you want to have plausible deniability. Right. But so not e not when it's coming in under subpoena. Right. And say so e right, even if he has, if even if he really in reality had no knowledge of anything in advance, he certainly from that point on should have known about it. That, that's correct. I mean, he, there just seems to be, at best, let's call it, a kind of lax culture within his circle and within the political appointees of the, of the Port Authority that allowed this to happen. 
that allowed somebody to make this unilateral decision to go ahead and create a traffic mess. See, the problem... Yeah, I'm sorry. It, it, I have to say, the emails yesterday are pretty damning in that regard. Right. I mean, I'll tell you, I, his biggest problem... Is he's got he's got you know half a million people who 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 are directly angry about the situation. In other words, you know political scandals don't always seem to hit you know citizens head on, so to speak. Yeah, you know, this one I was sitting in that traffic. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly, and I think that that's the question that a lot of New Jersey residents or even New York residents who travel to New Jersey yeah. are thinking to themselves is. What would make Chris Christie or his team angry enough to cause me to sit in traffic for three to five hours? Have you chosen a guest to address this tonight? Do you know yet who you're going to speak to on this topic? Oh, i got a got a wide range of people out there that we're looking at, and it, it's been evolving right now, so I don't want to give uh, any any confirmation yet. Yeah, because, no problem. Uh, I had to change things around. I was going to really focus on yesterday's New York event, and then the... Later in the day, all this Christie stuff seems to have snowballed. So. 6 p.m. tonight, Michael Fragan. 6 p.m. tonight on our stream at jmnam.org with spin class. Now, uh, Melissa Mark Viverito is the new speaker of the New York City Council, correct? That is correct. Elected yesterday. What was the Pierce. What was the official vote? Do you know the uh, the exact the official number? vote? As as usual, is 51 to nothing. It was 51 nothing. So, so, number one, why did we suspect a few days ago that someone would likely at least get some votes? And do you feel, and I don't know if you want to give your opinion, maybe just your impression, uh, do you feel that the brand-new mayor in New York City had a uh, an undue amount of influence in this vote? Well, the reason that it's unanimous is because, in the end, the council wants to have this perception of unity, that it's one team. Remember, it's dominated by a single party, so it's right. not that there's really a counterbalance. There's 48 Democrats right. and three Republicans. Now, the Democrats are certainly not united, as we've seen. There are different factions amongst the Democrats, the different boroughs and the like. But when you're part of one party, you want to at least maintain this semblance of unity, which you know, I will tell you they don't have in the state Senate. For example, you have right. that independent Democratic conference, and I think that that is something that the Democratic leaders wanted to avoid. They didn't want to have that kind of, that, that kind of situation that they have in the New York State Senate. Uh, however, uh, there's no question that there are that there are divisive issues that will remain in the in the city council. I think people should be prepared for a significant leftward turn in the city. And uh, that's something people should you know, need to be aware of, that there's going to be a lot of emphasis on what are known as progressive issues. All right, now to the even more interesting part. Did the mayor have an unreasonable effect on this city council speaker race? I, well, unreasonable is difficult to gauge, but I will say this, Malcolm. The political lesson that everybody should learn from this is that when you engage in a political fight, you play to win. Right. You don't play to, well, try try and have influence, and maybe fail. Bill de Blasio went into this, decided, obviously, what he wanted to do, what he wanted to accomplish, and he did everything he could to make sure that he won. Right. And, truthfully, that's important. And I think that that shows not any type of political weakness. It shows a tremendous amount of political strength. And he's done it effectively. And I think those out there who are 
kind of opposing him on the universal pre-K uh, that don't want to go ahead and enact his tax hike, well, I think that's going to be a heavier lift for him. But I think he's going to see that politically he's going to play to win. He's going to assemble a coalition. He's going to try and push individual members of the Assembly and the State Senate and people in Albany as much as possible in order to get what he wants. And clearly he's willing to do that. And it's, a very, it's very instructive. I think I will tell you there were certain fights in Albany that Mayor Bloomberg engaged in, or certain fights even in the city council that Mayor Bloomberg engaged in, and he didn't push all the way. I'll, uh, I'll give you one big one that he really, that he threw out there and didn't really work so much on, was nonpartisan elections. He, he put that on the ballot. He wanted to push that. It was a big agenda item. He said it was going to be great for New York City, but he really didn't put the level of effort into nonpartisan elections that he did into issues like gun control. Right. And in the end, that failed. It didn't. It did not pass. Right. And he and he identified that as one of the biggest failures of his of his mayoralty. Have you chosen who's going to speak with you tonight regarding the New York side, the state of the state, this uh, election of the Speaker of the City Council? Do we know yet who your guests will be on that? Uh, uh, we'll have hopefully have a couple different people. We're going to have uh, the political commentary of former Assemblyman Ryan Carbon, who was up in Albany yesterday. He's always a good uh, guest. Yeah, well, there's this, you know, there's so much going on. I love that suburban perspective because right. it, it's easy in New York City, and you know, no offense to all our New York City people out there, but it's easy in New York City to kind of be uh, look at everything from a single perspective. New York City is really, and you know, I don't say this in a bad way, it's very, very liberal. Right. So I think that you get from the suburban perspective, uh, you get a you get a little bit of a different perspective, uh, but uh, the. Governor Cuomo really put forth a very, what I would call, a pretty moderate Republican type of agenda. Lots of tax cuts, lots of incentives for business, lots of incentives for tourism, all based on making New York more competitive. And hopefully that that is the part of the agenda that really moves forward in a big way, because New York, and particularly as you get... Uh, north of the New York City line really, really needs it. All right, I got to run, but two quick things. Number one, your show last week was spectacular. I mean, that was. I, just, I appreciate that. I appreciate the tweet as well. That, that was, was unbelievable. Very, uh, very unbelievable show, and I hope people are following your Twitter feeds because as the show goes on, they're amazing to watch. And obviously, if you if you have a chance to listen to the show, it's even better. And secondly, apparently, the governor of New Jersey has called an 11 a.m. press conference for today. Yes, well, he canceled his public schedule yesterday, and uh, there was a time, I guess a couple, maybe four hours, in between the release of those emails and when they made a statement. They seem to have been totally caught off guard, which, again, I will tell you, was quite surprising for a shop that's pretty, pretty much on the ball. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. And when you're, and when you're running for president, you better be on the ball. Oh, that's for sure. Michael, thank you. Good luck tonight. Michael Fragan with Spin Class, 6 p.m. on our stream on Thursdays, jmandam.org. If you have any interest in politics, the show gets better and better and better every single week. By the way, i got to give the sports rabbi a shout-out. Josh, you'll never believe it. Josh is telling us how much we need the sports rabbi. About an hour ago, I started compiling a list of people that I want on this radio show during Super Bowl week. And Josh Halleckman is on the list. So I thought about it even before you, Josh. we got to include you in the program and uh, hear more about all the different sports that you're following. He is all over the place in Israel following what's going on. More coming up at JM and the AM. <laughs>
JM in the AM. We've had an opportunity today to really talk about a lot of stuff that's happening on our stream. And we mentioned earlier that Daniel Gordon, who's the host of today's stunt show on our stream at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, is doing this show live from Yeshiva University with the senior vice president of Yeshiva University, Rabbi Josh Joseph. And we're inviting everybody out there who would like to ask Rabbi Josh Joseph a question through Daniel to email him, daniel at nachumsegel.com. In order to uh, get that done, Daniel Gordon, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. How are you? So this is a this is a questionable activity. Speaking to your boss in a public forum and asking him some tough questions. <laughs> uh, certainly, and I was actually thinking about that listening to you this morning when you were talking to Michael about Chris Christie and his staff. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, certainly my actions reflect my boss, um, and uh, so I have to be careful. Uh, but there are themes, right? I assume aside from listener questions that you're uh, anxious to get, and we'll keep reminding everybody that they could send those to uh, Daniel at NahumSiegel.com. The show's being done live at 1 o'clock this afternoon. I'm sure there are different things that uh, that you have in mind to discuss with by Josh Joseph. After all, he's got a very interesting perspective uh, sitting in the position that he has as Senior Vice President at Yeshiva University. Well, the main thing that we're actually going to talk about is uh, mentorship, because January is actually National Mentor Month. Oh. Uh, you can always rely on Miriam L. Wallach to give you the month or the uh, yeah. day or the week. She's big on um, that. She's big on that. So so that's actually what we're going to be centering around. And I think it's an important topic, really, um, in light of a lot of what's going on in the world today, finding the right mentors and being a good mentor if you're going to be one. And I think it's also just a great thing to be able to be as a mentor to somebody so that we can continue on the and on the correct path. I'll talk a little bit about the Baseball Hall of Fame as well. Ooh. Um, and things like that, yeah. It's one, of my, one of my pet peeves. I, did, of, uh, I didn't know Rabbi Josh Joseph had some expertise on the Baseball Hall of Fame. He doesn't. I'm going to give some of my opinions and kind of we'll talk about mentorship and how, you know, role models and stuff right. like that, how they relate. All right, so mentorship, role models, and, of course, listener questions as well. Anybody who'd like to participate, you can email daniel at nachumsegel.com. It's daniel at nachumsegel, N-A-C-H-U-M. S-E-G-A-L dot com. Again, the stunt show uh, concept for this afternoon is very simple. They'll be live at Yeshiva University at 1 p.m. Uh, Rabbi Josh Joseph will be Daniel's guest, and you can ask any question you wish, and he will pass it along. Uh, he, he, may, he may do so in a very respectful manner compared to uh, so the way some of the questions may come in, but it will be asked, and you'll be able to uh, hear the answer uh, during that hour between 1 and 2 o'clock. Good luck today, Daniel. I think it's a great concept. Thank you so much, Nachum, and I look forward to receiving your question. Thank you very much. I should toss in a question, actually. I'm going to think long and hard about that. 29 minutes after 8 o'clock, it's Thursday at JM in the AM with 23 degrees. 15 is the wind chill. 58% humidity. Winds are west at 6 miles per hour. Sunny today with a high of 32. Yushalayim is at 66. We're at 23. And with us live via telephone is the man who can give us the definitive update regarding this coming Sunday night. Hask, a time for music, number 27, is dedicated to the 40th anniversary of Camp Hask. And the man who's going to be coordinating the longest rehearsal session of the year today, Thursday before the concert, is, of course, Ding of Suki and Ding. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Uh, the update is that it's not going to be 23. It's going to be more like 50. You mean on Sunday? Yeah, that's what you asked for, right? The update, right? Yeah, the, the weather update. Yeah, thank you. Ding, no yes. is today the worst day for you? Is it rehearsal from 10 a.m. till 10 p.m.? Today, today is probably the best day. In, in ah, like, come on! You must find it grueling. 
You must, you must not, you, I can't, I sit, um, I, I sit around for weeks and I do absolutely nothing. <laughs> and then, and, and then just wait for the time to come. So at least today I can do something. I know, cannot but. imagine that you're looking forward to a full day of rehearsal with the lineup of a time for music 27. I, I just cannot imagine that you're I, looking forward to it. You must actually have it a little easier because like they asked for, they rehearsed themselves with their own band. Oh. Right, and um, AB's not in yet, so... Oh, uh, come on. I got an easy day. What happened? I mean, what happened, what? To, what happened to Thursday before the concert being a, a grueling uh, a grueling long session for you, a, a, a 12 <laughs> hours that you regret every single year? Come on. So what's with AB? You're going to rehearse with him Sunday afternoon? Yeah. Wow. In Avery Fisher itself? Mm-hmm. You know, people want to know. People want to know some of these quirks after twenty-seven years. When yeah. do you, when do you get access to Avery Fisher? What time Sunday? Six could, in the morning. Six a.m. You could walk in already. I mean, you could walk in early if you want to pay overtime. But uh, no, but I'm saying under current circumstances, six a.m. You could walk 6 in. Six a.m. Right. There were times that we did it at eight a.m. And what time will someone actually walk in Sunday? I mean, no one's com- no one's coming in at seven o'clock, are they? Six o'clock is you know how many people there are on the crew. I'd how say, many people are walking in at six? Um, about forty to start with the set. Twenty from Lincoln Center, and then you got the sound company and the lighting company. So they're spending they're spending twelve hours just setting stuff up. Thank you. Excuse me. Yeah. They're setting. They're spending twelve hours setting stuff up. Well, it's not twelve hours setting up. Usually, hopefully, we try to get set up by twelve o'clock. We break for lunch. So right. We hope. So. Uh, what are you serving? By, uh, <laughs> Garden of Eden. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but at one o'clock, we you know every, one o'clock everything's ready and we start to actually go to the show. At one o'clock, full sound check, full rehearsal. That's the goal. That's the goal. Right. Are there years when not everybody gets a chance to rehearse on the actual stage? Yeah, sure. That does happen. Oh yeah. How do you? What do you do? You draw lots. How do you decide who's getting knocked out of the dress rehearsal? Uh, whoever pays me the most. <laughs> Please tell everybody you're joking. I beg I'm you. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, what do people need to know about tickets, Ding? Because we did say, even though really. Essentially, this has been sold out for the last 10 days or so, but the reality is that because of sponsorship-level tickets, as of yesterday, there were still some available for those, frankly, who want to sponsor the concert. So what, yes, okay. there was. Actually, I spoke to, to, to Rabbi Stern. There's about, uh, there are about between 40 and 60 uh, tickets that are obviously the high price, so either 500 or, or, or 750 which is from the first, uh, I think it's the first eight or ten rows. Right. And they're great seats, and so if you're able to and you don't have your tickets, this is an opportunity. Uh, probably will be gone by the end of the day, hopefully not by tomorrow. So, uh, you know. Anybody bugging you like crazy for tickets? <laughs> you have no idea. It's you crazy. You really have no idea. Well, that's the problem, because the, the lineup is so solid from beginning to end. That's the problem. You have every act everybody wants to see. All right. You see, Ding, you created your own problem. Yeah, you should have. Awesome. You should have put in some rookies who nobody ever heard of, <laughs> and you'd have nothing to worry about. <laughs> uh, sometimes I'm just hilarious, Ding. What did you say? Sometimes, <laughs> just not today. 
<laughs> so there you have it. Uh, Ding says uh, the last uh, batch of tickets can be grabbed, can be uh, gobbled up, if you will, right. at sponsorship level prices. Uh, the hall will open at 6 a.m., but if you're a patron, if you're somebody who's coming to see the show, Ding, the earliest one would be able to walk in would be? Oh, that's true. Uh, I believe the doors open at 7. The doors open, yes. The doors open at 7 o'clock, and I do want to make uh, a point that you know, at 7.30, you know, we start the show, and then it's, uh, I don't know what it's called. Is it called selective seating, or there's a word for it, um, where the ushers will decide, you know, they won't let somebody in if there's a song right. going on. They will so decide when you'll be seated, right? Right. So, I, again, I, we always ask everybody to get there early. Uh, there's a beautiful, uh, after the overture, there's a beautiful video presentation live that A.B. is doing, and you don't want to miss that. We don't want to have people come in in the middle, so get there. Get there on time. And uh... and don't try to get backstage, because <laughs> Ding will send his men after you if you try to get there. You try, you try to become a member of the paparazzi in this social media era, Ding will make sure you're taken care of, if you know what I mean, folks. <laughs> That's also a joke, everybody. <laughs> a joke. You gotta be careful these days, you know. Yes, know. yes. <laughs> All right, Ding. We'll see you Sunday. Tadaraba. Good luck I with. Re- wait. Good luck with later. rehearsal today. Talk make to make it a Thank good you. one. You know what they you say. You know what they say, Ding. Great rehearsal, great show. You know that, right? That's it. Yeah, that's what they say. Who says this? I don't know. I think it's really the opposite. I think it's bad rehearsal, good show. Have a good day. And, and bring me some sushi on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to sneak some in. JM of the AM, there he is. Ding with a Hask update. Unbelievable. Reminder that um, Rabbi Josh Joseph, Chief of Staff to Yeshiva University's President and Senior Vice President at YU, is the guest of Daniel Gordon at 1 o'clock today during the stunt show. You can email questions for Rabbi Joseph to Daniel at the following address, daniel at nachomsegel.com, daniel at nachomsegel.com. Tomorrow, Professor Dr. Chaim Sukenik, who I know since I'm a little kid, and I'll explain that tomorrow, joins us in the 7 o'clock hour. He is the president of the Jerusalem College of Technology. And he will be here in our studio tomorrow morning at JM and the AM. I am very much looking forward to it. We will talk about our postponed trip. You may recall we were supposed to visit uh, the Jerusalem College of Technology, the uh, the big day of the big storm in Jerusalem. So we'll talk about excuse me, we'll talk about that, but we'll talk about a whole bunch of other stuff as well. All coming up tomorrow right here at JM and the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. with Hula. Whew, sorry about that. Hula from uh, Eighth Day here on uh, J.M. in the A.M. Big song in our top nine at nine on Tuesday nights. Those of you who have not yet voted for next week's top nine at nine, guess what? You have a chance right now. Voting is open until Tuesday of next week, but you should take care of it right now. So you know it's done with. You know that your responsibility is finished. You know that you've stepped up to the plate <laughs> and done what you need to do, which is, of course, vote in the top nine at nine. Look for Hula and all the other suggestions uh, if you go to the nine at nine link at the top of NahumSiegel.com. Charlie Harari is with us live via telephone 20 minutes from now on a show called Book of Life on jmandtheam.org. He is going to be presenting a uh, program on the topic of stress. Charlie Harari, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. It is great to be here. All right, let's get right to it. Stress, pro or con? <laughs> <laughs> I am pro stress. You're pro. You're you're actually you're one of the few out there that's for stress. <laughs> exactly. The show today is going to be how stress is actually good for you. You're the serious. Reason, seriously. Holy cow! And the reason why 
we have a problem with stress is not because we have it, it's because we don't understand it. So there's a positive element to it that a lot of us just don't get. Exactly. It's, it's not the stress that's the problem. It's our reaction to the stress that's the problem. And it's also the lack of recovery that's the problem. By the way, if stress is a good thing, then this generation in the Orthodox community, we're like, we're, we're like champions of the world. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding? Everybody's under so much pressure. It's like, boy, we, we must be flying high, Mr. Harari. <laughs> we are. I mean, we look how much we've accomplished, um, within, with, with our hands tied behind our back and our grandparents coming from the ashes of the Holocaust and a state that we've basically created. Obviously, God was the one who put it together, but it's, you know, just a few years old. The amount of stuff that we accomplished, I think it's partly because we have this unique ability to handle stress. Well, I think it's obvious now what we've been saying for the last couple of years. You're just way too positive a person. It's as simple as that. <laughs> Are you, you just put me over the edge. Is that yeah, that's it. It's over. It's over. You, you, you prove, crossed the line. You prove that you're completely off of the reality uh, scale. I'm off the grid. <laughs> oh, well. It was nice while it lasted, Charlie Harari. So today it's about stress. Will you give practical suggestions? Because I, I like how you're starting with the philosophy and how you're going to put a positive spin on it. But will you, will you give positive suggestions of how to deal with stress? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the problems that we have with stress is that um, because it's chronic, because it's always, it ultimately brings us down. Stress mostly is a bodily response to a situation that's out of the norm. And it's, we, we release hormones and our body gets ready for greatness. When you're about to get up on stage or you have so many things going on in your life, what your body is doing is it's actually preparing itself for you to be totally focused. That's, why, that's why some people say jokingly, if I wasn't nervous, I'd be nervous. Exactly. Right. That's why, exactly, when you see a performer get up on stage, if he's not nervous, he's nervous. Right. Because his body isn't preparing himself for, you know, the, the situation. You know, the, 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 the juices are flowing up into his extremities. You know, the digestive stuff. Everything that's happening, his eyes are getting dilated. Everything you know, that's happening it, to prepare him. It's funny you say moment. this, and I'm sorry for interrupting, but it's funny you say this. My kids often ask me, are you nervous on a typical morning? I mean, you know, obviously doing a show, a lot of people, all that. And I say every morning at five after six, there is a level of nervousness. And if obviously it's not, it's not the same as, you know, being in an immediate situation where, where the nerves really, you know, boil up. But, but the, again, it's like, I, I, I can't acknowledge that there's no nervousness because there better be some. If there isn't at least a drop of it, then I'm going to start worrying. Right. Exactly. And the great, there's a great story where a psychologist, I heard this from a psychologist was interviewing somebody who had stage fright and had pretty much destroyed their career. And she was asking him, like, hey, so what's the problem? And he was saying, you know, when I get up there, before I'm about to get up on stage, as I'm about to get up, I feel like I got this tingling behind my neck and my, my palms get sweaty and my stomach, and I realize I'm having a panic attack. Right. And she goes, it's so interesting because I have a lot of media clients, she says. And one of my media clients is this famous singer. And he says to, I asked him once, how do you feel before a, a show? And he said, before a show, I have my, my, the hair behind my head, my head starts to tingle, and my, my palms sweat up, and my stomach turns, and then I realize I'm juiced and ready to go. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And all it was, it was how we interpret the feelings we get from being, oh, my God, it's a panic attack, or I'm excited. Right. You know, there was a great... Um, there's a great story of a, of a tennis player who was once being asked, and I'm going to talk about it on the show today, was once being asked, you know, how does he deal 
with the, pre- the pressure, and he responded and said, why do you say it in a negative way? Like, why are you saying that? Pressure is a privilege. And one of the things that I think we don't appreciate is that our lives, and we're going go to talk about this in a long way, but our lives in many ways, sometimes we add stress on ourselves that is, is beyond us. Right. Like you, you see, like especially before like a chasana or a wedding, right. like unnecessary stress. Unnecessary, like it really doesn't really matter right. if this happens or that happens, and you know it, it's it'll be nice if if the flowers worked out the way they were, and if all the table costs are right, and the dress is perfect. That's great, but if we're going to let that overwhelm us, then we're just overwhelming ourselves with unnecessary stress. Right. Sometimes it's because we're trying to do a lot. You know, if you're in this community. Yeah, a lot, going you had on. a lot of juggling. Yeah, lots of juggling out there. Yeah, you said, but we set up our high, and sometimes we never take a step back and go, "I'm trying to really do something amazing in life. I'm, I'm paying for a special education for my children because I want them to have the best of both worlds. I'm, I'm, I'm having Shabbos. I'm, I've got Yontes. I'm running. I'm doing holidays, jobs. We forget right. that we're trying to live a life that is pretty extraordinary. Charlie, her. I'm sorry. No, you're right. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, and then the last piece, which I think we'll talk about today, is that what we never do is take time off. You're into, you're into the R&R, huh? Is, and that, people don't realize. You're into stress. the R&R, Charlie Harari. That's what it is. We, 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 if we travel the world, you never know which beach we may spot you on just relaxing. <laughs> It depends on where you send me. I thought I'm going to win some prize day for being on the show. <laughs> this is the year to send you to the Super Bowl. There's no flight necessary. <laughs> so you're into you're into the real. You you do think that the human being, especially in 2014 circumstances, does need some time off. He has to. It, it's absolutely critical. The reason why we are most of us are in pain that are have the stress is not because of stress. It's because we do not allow ourselves. To just take a little bit of time off, and I'm I'm guilty of it. Every moment where we're off, we're feeling guilty for being off. Right. Well, you're never well, off. Where are you speaking this Shabbos? <laughs> are you working this Shabbos or you're home? No, I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm away this weekend though. We're, I'm in LA for, on Sunday and Monday. Unbelievable. Can't follow your career. I got I got listen. The, the weather here is just not holding up. So you go. Oh, it's not healthy. Not doing its job, huh? <laughs> We gotta go. We gotta go west, and we gotta go south. I'm putting you on the list, by the way. I've created a list of people I'd like to interview during Super Bowl week. Everybody, you know, connected to Judaism who has anything to do with sports or uh, sports media or played in the bowl or you know any of this stuff that we could find. I'm putting you on the list because you always have great sports analogies. You have to join me the week of the Super Bowl. Do you, do you have a stress? Real? What's the most stressful basketball situation? Is it the guy who uh, you're begging to call timeout? With a few seconds left, instead of dribbling the ball down the court and and wasting his last shot, is that stressful for you? And you're watching that, and uh, and they don't seem to to understand the end of game situations the way they should. Is that yeah. the most, that's the most stressful basketball situation? I find the most stressful sports situation is the ability to keep it together under pressure. Oh boy. That's when I watch the Super Bowl. The, the, to me, the oh, greatest... don't give away all your Super Bowl stuff. Oh, okay, we won't go there then. Okay, Are you we'll kidding hold me? We got a whole week weeks of playoffs to do before this. <laughs> Come on, let's talk about it from a basketball. Don't you want to stand? Do you want to stay on my Super Bowl list? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> to me, the, the, the most stressful is when you get on that court and the, you know you've got one shot, and the ability to sort of keep it together. Keep the play running the way the play should run. Don't 
Don't shoot too early. Don't shoot too late to right. really be able to stay calm in a pressure situation. Um, but what do you say? It. But what about when 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 you're the one you know that everybody's focusing on? Like what happened? What do you say to the guy who missed that foul shot in the finals last year that could have put away the championship? That could have just defeated the Miami Heat. I mean, how, how you you would see him that night? What would Charlie Harari say to him? I would quote one of the Godole Hedorf sports history. Mariano Rivera. Who says? Mariano Rivera has a Mephorish article in the New York Times, which is one of the greatest pieces I think ever written about sports ever. Yeah. And they interviewed him because Mariano Rivera gave up the the losing hit to the Diamondbacks. Correct. Lost the Yankees, the World Series. Remember that game? That was yeah, one yeah, of the greatest yeah, thanks, series of all time. Thanks for ruining my morning. Go ahead. I hadn't thought about that game in years, but thanks. <laughs> That game flew plays in my head every once oh, in a while. Oh, don't ask. I couldn't sleep that whole night. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave that up, and he, he lost the game like it was him. And they interviewed him the next year. And he looked at the reporter, and he said, what are you talking about? I got on the mound. I saw the glove. I tried to do my best. And he, he, got, a, he got the best of me. Why would I still think about it a year later? And he, his approach to sports was, I get up. I do my, uh, my best. If it works out great, I'm not going to hold on to it like I'm the greatest player ever. And if it works out bad, I'll move on and try to be better the next day. Right. That's why everybody loves Mario. That's why he literally destroyed team after team. And right. during his farewell season, they all gave him gifts. Right. Because right. he was a true athlete. And, and true athletes know that it's really just about the next play. And when it's over, it's, it's the next play. It's the next play. It's it's still a sport. It's still at the end of the day, um, not life. And great athletes have, I find, this ability to get all into one play, and then when it's over, just shake it off. Oh. Just move on to the next one. Hey, you didn't happen to see the New York Times Magazine this past Sunday, did you? I did not. There's an article, a cover story, called A Speck in the Sea, about a gentleman named John Aldridge who fell off his boat in the middle of Long Island Sound. I mean, you know, we're talking about a very desperate situation, right? Right. And I mean, I hate to give it away, especially for those who want to read it, but a little bit of a spoiler alert. He does end up surviving, but what got me about the article is not even the fact that he survived in the most incredibly insane way possible. And you should interview him just on that, by the way, of how he had the wherewithal to think of everything based on his life experiences fishing, you know, to, to survive that whole experience. But what got me is that essentially at the end of the article, you learn that he never thinks about that night again. You would think it would, wow. ha- it would you would think it would haunt him forever, right? Never. And I know somebody who survived 9-11. I know somebody. I mean, we know plenty of people who survived, you know, walking out of the World Trade Center. And I know people who, you know, never have stopped thinking about it, but I know somebody personally that never thought about it again the moment they hit the street. It never affected them at all in any way. Now, I will tell you that the person I have in mind also fought in the Yom Kippur War, so he had some challenging life situations, you know, and near-death situations before. But nonetheless, there are people who, people react in very different ways to these things.
Right. And that, that's amazing. To, to oh, you got to interview this guy. Clarity. you got to interview John Aldridge. I'm telling you. you I would love re- to. Try to read that article if you don't mind. I'm, t- I'm sorry to give you assignments live on the air, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> you I ha- accept. If you have a, You're taking me to the Super Bowl. I should, I should, I should do something. <laughs> if, you, if you have a minute, trust me, it'll, it'll enhance all your lectures, this story. It's just amazing. <laughs> it's literally amazing. you got to read it. Anyway, Charlie, good luck. Five minutes from now, Charlie Harari on the topic of stress right here at jmnan.org. You'll hear it following us. Who's your engineer today? Is it Avrami? Yep, Avrami's here and he's ready to roll. Does he st- seem stressful or he seems fine? He's under control. He's You're got sure. it. Okay, he's, he's got his game face on. He's, okay, he's got game. I shouldn't worry about him. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. Good luck. Thanks, nothing. Tune in, everybody. He's always inspiring and always great. Charlie Harari coming up five minutes from now. It's JM in the AM with Shlomo Katz. Oh, my God. 
amazing selection from Shlomo Katz. Reminder, Neshe Cares in Maimonides Medical Center as the annual birthday celebration for Mothers of Multiples. If you want to be part of an amazing support group called Mothers of Multiples, check it out this coming Tuesday night at 8 p.m. They'll have a fire safety program as it pertains to our lifestyle with speakers from the New York City Fire Department. Mothers of Multiples, take advantage. It's always a great event this coming Tuesday night at 8 p.m. on 49th Street in Brooklyn, New York. Buffet dinner is served. There's a gift for all attendees, and there's free parking. Information, it's Mati Berkowitz at Yahoo.com. M-A-T-T-I Berkowitz at Yahoo.com. Achinu Yisrael and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web. JMTheAM.org. Wraps up another amazing edition of JM and the AM. Big thank you to all of our guests. Don't forget, we have incredible stuff on the stream all day long. Charlie is next uh, at 9 o'clock, then at 10 a.m. this morning. Miriam Wallach with an amazing lineup of guests. 1 p.m. for Daniel Gordon live from YU on the Stunt Show with by Josh Joseph. Your questions, Daniel at NahumSiegel.com. Throwback Thursday goes way back to a Nafshenu Orchestra performance in studio from years ago. And then at 6 p.m. tonight, spin class with Michael Fragan. He will have the latest on all the current political stuff. Really amazing program, and that's at 6 o'clock tonight and every single Thursday night. Don't forget, tomorrow we'll do our weekly update. Dr. Chaim Sukenik will join us from the Jerusalem College of Technology. And who knows what other surprises we'll have for you tomorrow. Speak to you at the live lunch, everybody. Until tomorrow, it's Malcolm Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.